Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Welcome to Wired to Hunt's Rut Fresh Radio, bringing you the latest reports from the Whitetail Woods. Presented by First Light, creating proven, versatile hunting apparel for the stand, saddle, or blind. First Light. Go farther, stay longer. And now... Your hosts, KC Smith and Tyler Jones. Welcome to Rut Fresh Radio, brought to you by First Light Gear. I'm your host, KC Smith. Guess what? Deer season is upon us. Excitement is high. However, the hot weather seems to be getting away for a lot of hunters around the country. This is Rut Fresh. Let's go. This is Rut Fresh Radio, brought to you by First Light Gear. This is the show that you remember for having the freshest whitetail information from around the country. We go in to all the nooks and crannies of all the whitetail woods and pull out some of the best reports for anyone and everyone who's interested in going out whitetail hunting. I'm your host, Casey Smith, joined by... Tyler, Tyler Jones, Jones, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and also, we have got Mark Kenyon on the line of Wired to Hunt fame. Mark? Thank you, thank you, thank you, gentlemen. It's <laughs> good welcome. to be here. Yeah, man. It's, uh, we were just talking before we started recording that this this might be like season seven or eight or nine of Rut Fresh as a mini-series of Wired to Hunt. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's we've been doing this a long time, and uh, I'm very excited that it's still going and that you guys are at the helm um, helping keep this this part of the ship afloat because this is one of my personal favorite things we do every year. So uh, thanks for being back, gentlemen. Absolutely, man. Uh-huh. It's a lot of fun. It's cool getting to talk to people around the country and, of course, getting to talk to you from time to time to hear the Michigan uh, viewpoint on things. And and I think that was a question <laughs> I wanted to ask you, thinking about you know the history of – rut fresh radio um you know you remarked that this is one of your favorite things uh that comes out 
do you have a situation that you can remember where information given on rut fresh directly impacted a hunt and maybe brought you a buck? Hmm, that is a good question. And off the top of my head, I don't know if I could think of a like specific situation where like, man, what I heard this day impacted my hunts, you know, right away and I killed the deer because of it. But it definitely is like I make a I don't listen to I don't listen to my own podcast, obviously, because I don't want to hear myself jabber and jump. I'll take that back. I, I occasionally do re-listen to like really old archival ones, and I just like fast forward the intro where I talk for a long time because I want to hear like just whoever that guest is. I don't remember the stuff, but in the season, like I'm not listening to new stuff, of course. So what I do listen to those, I do like to listen to every Rot Fresh Radio because you're hearing from you know four or five different people across the country. They've got different ideas. They're seeing things that maybe I'll be seeing soon, or maybe I just saw, and I'm curious to you know, compare notes. Um, so while I can't think of a specific example right now, I can tell you like 2000%, it has helped me. It has like kept me, you know, keeping ideas fresh in my mind or gave me a new idea uh, or pointed me in a direction that maybe just got me thinking about something that I was able to apply later down the road. Um, so yeah, like the idea of what this thing what we wanted this thing to be, however many years ago it was that we started this, you know, mini series. Um, it has absolutely become that thing, like the thing that I want. You know, it's like every week I like to text my buddies or call a couple of friends, say, Hey, what are you seeing? What are, what are you doing? What's you know, how's that cold front impacting you? Or what do you think about this moon phase? Or man, how's the drought been impacting your deer sightings? Right. I'm sure you guys have got a bunch of buddies that you're kind of you know John with back and forth and comparing notes. And and this is a way to do that, but on a you know, weekly scale with a much wider network. Um, so uh, we all are really lucky that we get to tap into this, I think, every week. And, you know, I'm, I'm certainly enjoying and benefiting from it. So what, what was it like, if you don't mind me stealing your thunder and asking you guys a question now, you know, what was the experience like for you guys last year? Because you, for years, right, you guys were occasionally guests on Rough Fresh Radio and, like, sharing what you were seeing with people when Spencer called you. Um, and maybe you listened to some episodes of rough fresh radio back in the day and, and use that to get some ideas. What was the experience like last year being put into the driver's seat? And all of a sudden you were hosting the mini series. You were, you know, asking people questions. Did that ended up, you know, was it, did you learn more because of that or was it, did you just glaze over and forget it all? Like, what was that like? No, I think it was uh, a learning experience, man. I, like, I feel like, so there was this weird thing that happened, which you actually, I think this was off air, uh, but we were talking about some one week stuff and you kind of, uh, had the same sentiment where, um, we were, we were out in the field, like the first week of November and there was some pretty sluggish movement. And, um, mm, yeah. I, you know, if you were just, uh, hunting with your buddies in a certain area of the u.s and you saw that sluggish movement in early november you might just be like oh they're nocturnal they're it's too hot whatever you know you or just whatever you may not really understand this but i mean legitimately one thing we learned last year through doing rut fresh was that the like a big portion of the u.s actually had i mean like a late rut i mean it was legitimately a week behind or more in a lot of places, it seemed like, I mean, across the board, we heard that that was the case. And I don't know, there's so many variables, right? Like it could be, you know, a million different things from weather temperatures to, to, to moon or whatever. But, um, and we travel a lot too. So we were seeing that in multiple States, multiple areas, but to be able to have those guys say, Hey, for some reason, uh, like, 
you know, the teens of November were way better than the first, you know, 10 days. And uh, it just kind of, it makes you feel like you're a little less on an island. And then, yeah. you know, I also think that like, there's a, a huge inspiration um, factor here on this podcast where it's like, uh, you may, you know, you get so wrapped up in work a lot of times that you just kind of forget to check the weather and be excited about what's coming. And then all of a sudden, you you know, you're working, you're building a house, you know, you're a framer, whatever you might be. You got the podcast going on Refresh and somebody's, you know, in your neck of the woods or where you're going to end up being in November. And they're like, well, next, you know, you ask them a scale of one to ten what what's next week look like for you and like well there's a cold front coming in and all of a sudden you're just hype and you start making plans and it is it is inspirational where like you want to get in the woods because you figure out like maybe things are happening you got too busy for a little bit there or even just a guy may be like hey and you you kind of alluded this earlier but like uh hey since this is happening uh you can kill a deer in this way and you didn't think about that until then and all of a sudden you're like yeah let's uh let's try that next week you know yeah well you guys have talked about this for years the benefit of like having a hunting buddy with you who mm-hmm. just is like throwing new ideas at you right just to like trigger different thoughts or that you're hearing what they're doing and that makes you think oh maybe I should just rethink you know get out of your own little tunnel vision a little bit I've always felt like this podcast kind of functions in that kind of way because like every single week you're getting five different hunting buddies ideas for the week or perspective from that week. And it's the same kind of thing. It can just like get you out of your own head and get some new stuff into the mix. And and that sometimes is all you need to get pointed in the right direction. So mm-hmm. that's a long winded way of saying, um, I'm excited for what's coming this week Dude. and uh, all these next couple months. Yeah, man. I think that hype is a big part of what makes this fun. You know, Guarantee like, you. It's the like, best part of dude, it. Dude. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like right now we're on the cusp of like white hunting. Some people are even already doing it, you know, and we'll talk to those guys here in a minute. But um, there's like this aspect of, you know, how Tyler's talking about like around the country. There's also like this upwelling of just all of us people who are deer hunters that are all just kind of starting to get excited. And one of the things that I noticed last year was that people would um, – and, and I'm not, because uh, I think that people's ratings are their ratings. I don't try to, like, read too much <laughs> into it, right? But you hardly ever have anybody who's like, oh, it's, it wasn't very good. It was like a two. You know, they'll be like, oh, it's not very good. It's like a five. And it's like, that's because yeah. you love to deer hunt, man. <laughs> Even when it's not good, it's still pretty good, you know? So I, it's a little bit encouraging when you start hearing those numbers, you know, because I, I can remember uh, doing this and people like, ah, oh, it was okay. I'll give it like a seven. I was like, dang, seven's pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I remember say that too. I feel like there were a couple times, Casey, where you were trying to like, get people to be a little more realistic. You're like, come on, really? Is this really a 6.8? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. No. I, I try to be a realist, but you know, man, that internal optimist just shines through sometimes. So I, I appreciate it. So, um, you know, know th- I think that's why we ask the questions and don't just ask for the the, the ratings, right? So you yeah. get a little bit more insight into that stuff. So, right. I, I, I love that. Just uh, you get the color, you get, you know, a prediction of what they're expecting this coming week or what they just experienced last week. Mm-hmm. But then also, you know, I, I've always found my favorite thing is like hearing a specific person's you know, particular ideas for how they dealt with like this set of circumstances. Like, what did you think about this very specific thing? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love the details in this show. Like a lot of long podcasts, like my regular shows, right. You can talk to someone for an hour and a half and you're kind of all over the place and there's a lot of stories and yada, yada, yada. And that's great. But what I've always liked about rough fresh is like when you can be like, man, all right, there was cold weather three days ago, that hit Nebraska. 
how did that impact things for you in the eastern part of the state? Like I can so like those very specific things just shine a different kind of light that you can then apply to you know your own your own hunts. So yeah, yeah, I I, I love it. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of applying things to your own hunts, Mark, if I remember right, we did this intro episode last year, and you kind of had a theme for the season that was, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but essentially it's like a back to basics or um, maybe uh, I don't know how to how to say this, but not core not, values. Like what? Yeah, what getting back to like why you do this? Yeah, not right? trying. Yeah too hard for the wrong reasons right and yep. and it seems like that really paid off for you i mean you had a great season last year you killed some really nice bucks man so congrats on that and so Thank looking you. forward to this year are you um continuing on and trying to kind of expand upon that approach or, or do you look at this season differently so so uh i'm trying to avoid the sophomore slump Mm-hmm. So if, if last year, like I, I was, my hunting buddies, like another group chat called it fun season, like hashtag fun season, whenever they're like joking, they're referring to like my year, like the, what I was trying to do, just get back to having fun and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so fun season was a huge success last year. Um, but I can already feel like some of the old, uh, just things about me, like kind of coming back in. Like I can find, I can see myself like, Oh man, you know, would be really kind of fun to hold out for that like big, big giant, maybe that one buck only. And, or, or maybe I got to go to Illinois cause I didn't get after like a really certain specific kind of deer, like all these things that, you know, I, I like to do that are fun to do, but could like put, you know, more pressure or more whatever on me. I, I want to like maintain some like moderation across what I do instead of becoming a freak, which I think has always been like my, one of my kryptonites. Um, so I want to maintain the fun season spirit and not fall back into my old ways. That's the biggest thing is like not get too hung up on any one thing too much. Just have fun with it. Um, and I mean, that's, that's really it. I mean, I, I just, I, I felt really good about last year. Um, what I guess I realized though, is like not every year is going to go that well. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, some I've, I've constantly reminded myself this, you know, past years, like you can do everything right. And you're still going to have some of those years where, you know, things just don't fall into place the right way. So last year I did some things right and things did fall my way. Um, this year I might do it all right. And it just, the cars might be different. So I need to make sure like I'm okay with that. Um, but all that said, you know, I've been organizing my, my hunts and my plans and stuff around getting some more time with friends and family while still doing some great hunts. So I'm really excited about that. And, um, you know, this is really everything that I had last year going into it. It's just trying to maintain it this year. I'm not changing the script. I just want to like make sure it wasn't a fluke. I want to show some consistency in that. Continue to kind of mature as a hunter. Um, enjoy it. Really keep keep that good thing going. And uh, you know, we'll see where the cards fall. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm. It's a very long winded way of saying I'm excited to have fun. I'm excited to do some hunting with my dad. Excited to do some more hunting with our buddy Hilliard. Um, I'm excited to get after some local deer, but also do a couple fun trips and, um, man, it's, it's almost here. I leave for my first trip next week. So Golly, man, that's cool. Your first trip is next week. Uh, if people are listening the week, this comes out, there is a awesome hunt from you from last year. That's one of the bucks we we're alluding to that just came out for one week in November, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, True. uh, they need to go check that out. If they, if they haven't, we'll put a link to that in the, in the description as well so that they can take a look at that. It sounds like, um, you've, uh, got some new territory opened up to you there, uh, as well. So y'all, uh, kind of yep. got a little bit of excitement going there. 
Tyler and I just got back from a little bit of a trip, but haven't got to do any whitetail hunting yet. I think our first whitetail hunt's going to be at the end of September, and we're pretty stoked for that. In fact, that's like one of my favorite times of the year to hunt. Not everywhere has a season open, but it's like you still have that summer pattern going, and Mm -hmm. uh, those deer are just so predictable. So I'm pretty excited about the whitetail season, man. I think that um, we're all slated for something good to happen. Now, in what amounts, who knows, right? (laughs) Because like you said, uh, the interesting thing about deer is that uh no matter how many variables you think you control the deer still do what they want to do and uh, i think that's why we're able to talk to uh four people around the country every week and get you know interesting takes because tyler and i were talking about it well ago man the neat thing about whitetail is they're all different you know like you can look at a mule deer that is a big one but it looks like all the other big ones usually you know it's a four by four that has a big old frame or you look at an elk, you know, like a six by six is a big one and they're awesome. And they're one of my favorite creatures, but whitetail are so unique. You know, Tyler's got a bunch of deer on the wall right now that we're looking at and not a one of them looks like the other one. And they come from all over the country. There's so many different hunting opportunities for them. And so many different seasons that stretch from, you know, July into February. Right. And that's really what makes uh, this thing feel like a big old campfire, right? Because we're all doing this kind of our unique way in different parts of the country, but we're all hunting the same critter and it makes things yep. very exciting. And it's next to college football this time of year. It's the best dang thing out there. Golly, <laughs> man. Sparty must've had a good first week. <laughs> it was, it was okay, but I'm still, I'm still, ha- I'm still hyped about it. It was, you know, there's something to be desired from the Spartans this year, but uh, I'm, I'm maintaining hope for mediocrity. We'll be here. Yeah. They're not Ryan. sitting in, you know, prime territory, if you know what I mean. So No, not this year, but we'll get by. Fun season. Fun uh, season, boys. Okay, so how many how many deer are you going to shoot this year? How many bucks? Oh, dude. Um, two is probably realistic. You know, I'd, I'd be really, I'd be happy if I can get two good ones on the ground. I could shoot up to four. Um, I think I've got four up to, I, I think I'll have five buck tags probably when it's all said and done. Um, but being realistic two would be pretty solid. Um, certainly possible more, but we'll, I'm going to try to manage my expectations and say two across all those trips at least happen. Um, that's the most conservative we'll thing I've heard you say, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, you're rubbing off on the tail. <laughs> well, I'm going to kill five, Mark. Not to try to one up you, but I just I'm doing my optimistic thing this year. I gotta I gotta do it because if I'm going to hang out with KC, you know, you, just, That's right, you can't do anything but Mark. So. I think you're going to kill more than that, just so you know. But I appreciate your conservatism there, and you're going to have an awesome season. Tyler, five is a good number. That's a good over and under. That's what number I was in high school. Was it? Yep. That's so what you, you guys you guys fling them like I believe it. <laughs> you say five, you're gonna you're gonna make it happen. Yeah, well, um, we didn't ask shoot at shoot at might be like twelve, you know. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. a numbers game. That's right, That's man. Right. You have enough errors in the air, one of them's gonna land sooner or later. It's like a shotgun. Oh, just joking, everybody. Yeah. Just joking. But if you did listen to Mark's uh, podcast recently, we did say Tyler and I both are confident at fifty yards in the certain situation. So. Uh, yep. You know, that's not for everyone and not every, not every 50 yard opportunity is one you should take, but, um, you know, under the right conditions, I think I put my over and under at six being Whoa, an optimist. I am, let's go. Now we have a couple more draws to come out still to maybe, um, might, 
uh, help out with some het tag allocation there. And yeah, Florida, uh, Florida draws. Yeah, the Florida. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, I, I think that it is. I, I shot five last year, um, and I'm not before trying to, November. That's 9th. right. I'm not trying to brag because the last one was on November eighth, and then I hunted like two months after that and didn't kill one. So. Um, it was kind of front loaded. I'd like to spread them out a little bit more this year, and uh, so yeah, I, I, I believe in you. <laughs> I you, do Mark. believe in you, Casey. <laughs> like, I got to say, like I, I, my, I gotta go back to defend my prediction. Okay, uh, two of like my big films that I'm doing this year aren't even me hunting. It's me mentoring other people. So I'm actually like not even going to be with the trigger yeah. for a lot of the season of parts. So okay. I'm. I'm actively handicapping myself, keeping me from being at the same level as you, Casey. So I, I want to make sure. Like, I know what you're thinking in the back of your mind. You're saying that five, six bucks, and like you're getting taller and taller and taller. Uh, so I just got to make sure you remember that uh, if I weren't mentoring, it'd be right up there, six, seven. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. There we go. Well, right? you can count those. It, so let's let's go with your. Since you are the fresh maker, Mr. Mento himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, so? If you count those, uh, let's just say, how many bucks are you going to be uh, at the helm for, or the trigger man? Mentors shoot does a lot of times. Or that's mentees. true. That's, that's yeah. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. Think well, about that. I, I think uh, I think the the two new hunters I'm with, I think one of the two will shoot a deer um, during the early October hunt I'm doing with them, and then my dad, I'm guiding my dad, basically trying to help him get a deer at the end of October, and I'm feeling really good about. The stuff we've done to have that ready for him. So, uh, so yeah, I think we'll get two more across that. And then I am doing actually some more mentor hunts in December, and I'm sure we're going to kill a doe or two during that thing. So, you know, and if we're including does, I'm going to kill at least two to four does. So let's give me my two bucks, my four does, and my three mentees. So now we're talking nine. So I'm claiming credit for nine this year. Let's go, dude. Uh, I'm all so about it. I, so yeah, there we go. Nice. So numbers are uh, okay, so uh, guiding your dad, what kind of fee are you getting for that? Or is that just a... uh, that's just like uh, I'll get a better Christmas present maybe this year. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a fly rod or something. Yeah, huh? that's nice. Yeah, hey, that's that's the best you could ask for. Dude, I hear the White River fly rods are the way to go, man. I don't know if you've ever seen is that those. the ticket. Yeah, check them out. I will. It's 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 good stuff. Uh, anyway, this week, so we're going to talk to you uh, and get some reports from you throughout the season from different yep. states. So I'm pretty excited about that because you obviously have a lot of different uh, things going on this year, and you're going to see a lot of deer hunting, a lot of deer, a lot of deer woods. But this week. Uh, in particular, there's only so many states open. And so we've got uh, Alex Comstock from North Dakota, uh, Mark Haslam from South Carolina, which is a, a muggy place to be right now, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad Rice from Tennessee and Reed Strobel from Kentucky, a good buddy of ours. So uh, that's kind of what we're going to look at this week. And we're going to switch it around and get some different reports next week. Uh, you'll be moving pretty quick into different states. So I'm really looking forward, uh, being that I'm not, I don't have an early season or an early September hunt this year for whitetails. I'm really, uh, it's going to be making me itch, if you know what I mean. I do. I, you're going to be, you're going to be struggling these next couple of weeks while you're hearing about all these deer hunts. I'm, I already feel bad that I'm not out there for like that September one hunt. I can't imagine having to wait till the end of the month. Well, Next year, we're taking you no matter what. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, dude. Well, let's uh, hear the reports from the guys around the country. And, Mark, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. On the phone, I've got Mark Haslam. He is in South Carolina. I've been hunting some deer. Mark, what's happening, dude? Not much. Just um, just went through a hurricane. So, 
uh, that's passed, and I'm uh, back in the woods trying to get after some bucks. <laughs> that's cool. Does that hurricane affect uh, kind of just what goes on normally there? Like, is that going to change the way deer act? Well, what it did was it it, it pretty much came through all day yesterday, um, and so the day before, they were the evening before and the morning of and the morning after they were hunkered down pretty tight. So yeah. um, I'm hoping that these next couple of days we got some cooler temps. They should be out feeding pretty hard. Yeah, that's cool. So what have you been doing uh, to, to target bucks? Y'all have a really early season, right? So you've been hunting for a little while. That's right. Yeah, we, we opened in the lower half of South Carolina August 15th, and it's bucks only. So we have to we legally have to target bucks this time of year until September 15th. So what I'm doing is either keying, keying in on destination food sources um in the evenings i'll get close to them not on them but just a little bit off trying to catch them trying to cut them off in in the mornings i will um climb usually right outside of some bedding and try to catch them coming back into bed are there any native or uh, natural at least food sources that you're keying in on at all right now yeah we we've we've gotten so much rain in the south um this summer that uh, and it's it's still rolling through with this hurricane. So um, really, any if someone has any kind of early successional growth, um, you know, ragweed, uh, briars, blackberries, any anything like that, just walk through it, take a look at it, and see if there's any kind of you know snippets there with any kind of browse. So yeah, it's uh, the deer right now. They are absolutely hitting ag, but a lot of our corn is being harvested right now. So um, if, if, if they were going to corn, they, they, they're probably shifting over to peanuts or soybeans like that. Okay. So, and I, I'm guessing some of that early successional growth, there's going to be probably bedding in those areas too some, huh? So I, I, would, I would suppose, uh, since you said you're hunting mornings uh, near bedding, you're kind of, you're kind of uh, catching them maybe browsing before they get back to bed and then close to bed there. Um, are you able to pretty consistently get in before they're in those areas in the morning? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to get in and get set up like 30, 45 minutes before first light. Um, but what I found is that a lot of time bucks, um, they will linger a little bit longer um, rather than like doe groups this time of year. Doe groups will, a lot of times be the first back in the bed and bucks will kind of linger around. But if you have some, some thin and open pines um, or some timber that's been burned or has some early successional growth, you've got cover for them to kind of linger through, you know, uh, finish up, finish up browsing before they go back to bed. If you've got some stands that are wide open with very little and you can just kind of see right through it, um, they're going to be probably skirting through those, pretty quickly at at last light Mm. gotcha so with the hurricane moving through and velvet starting to come (laughs) off around the country uh on a scale of one to ten what do you predict buck movement to be like over the next week i think it's gonna probably remain how it has been about maybe a six or seven you know not really it's pretty good still in that summer yeah i mean they're still in that summer pattern of just bedding and eating and that's really all they're doing I, every day on my on my cell cams, I'm getting um, like a new buck every day that's shed us shed us velvet. So we're probably 
we're definitely more than half half our bucks have been shed shed of velvet. So um, th- there's still some paired up ambassador groups, and pretty soon um, they're going to start shifting into that next you know pre rut phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exciting time of year, man. Velvet comes off. You actually know what you got, and I uh, can look forward to some good days to come. Mark, we thanks right. for, thank you for the report, dude. Absolutely, thanks for having me on. Awesome. All right, on the phone now, I've got Chad Rice from Cruiser Saddles. Chad, what's been going on, man? Oh, not a lot, man. Just trying to stay in some AC and beat this heat in Tennessee right now. Yeah. My, see, yeah, it's hot, but, you know, ain't Texas hot or nothing <laughs> down there. We, we know what it's like up there. I mean, it's y'all, hot. Y'all got, that, y'all got that dry heat. We got that wet, steamy heat See, over here, I don't so. know. I feel like we're closer to the Gulf than y'all are. But who knows, uh, you man? Might be. I don't um, know. The it is dry right now. I can tell you that. I mean, you can't walk without oh, yeah. kicking up a dust storm where we're at. We need rain bad. But I know it, man. So you've been out hunting a little bit. You guys have a really early season, uh, or at least a, it's it starts pretty early and uh, have a chance to get velvet. In fact, one of our buddies, Hunter, went up there and made a video with you last year on a velvet buck. But uh, you've been out doing the thing, man. What what have you been keying on and what you've been seeing? Yeah, man. So Tennessee's got an early velvet season. It's just three days long there. Uh, uh, it was last weekend. Um, and unfortunately, we had a heat wave. And uh, the average temp all weekend was probably like between 95 and 100 degrees. Mm, so That's hot. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we hunted, uh, me and the guys in the shop there, we hunted all weekend. And not much to speak for. It was just you know super hot we were having deer on camera mm-hmm. uh the week before and then this heat wave came through and pretty much shut them down man so, so were they still showing because you've been sending me those pictures have they been showing up like after dark now or did they just change their patterns or what do you think you know i feel like they just <clears throat> changed their patterns um you know where we were hunting them at and where we're getting them on camera was on top of these ridges and stuff and uh, there's not much water up here and we're, we're pretty close to the lake where we're hunting. So I feel like they dropped down in these cool, uh, draws and kind of hung out by some water. So and if you were gonna, so, uh, target bucks like right now, would you still say like water is the key? I would say water is a big factor right now for sure. Um, it is, like I said, it's super hot. Uh, it's cooled off since last weekend, but it's still average like 85 to 90 degree days. Um, so water, I think, is a big factor right now. Yeah, so what do you think uh, buck movement looks like going forward for like the next week? Are we looking at still more of that just, you know, nighttime movement, waiting on some cooler temps? Yeah, man, from what I'm seeing on camera, we're getting a lot of uh, nocturnal movement, a lot of bucks moving that night and – you know, we don't we we can't hunt again until the end of September. But you know, if you're in Kentucky or or anywhere else that opens early, I would I would definitely say water. Try to try to maybe get close to bedding and um, yeah, that's your best bet I think right now. What do you think uh, the movement is on a scale of one to ten for bucks? Mm, probably. Probably around a five, I would say. I wouldn't. I, I would say it's even lower during the day. Maybe early morning hours, late evening, they're still going to move a little bit. But uh, you know, like I said, uh, 
movement on our cameras has been it has definitely slowed down quite a bit yeah man i'll tell you a good cold front this time of year can do a lot but if you don't get that man it's uh it can be a tough time of year you know so absolutely um, you know depending on where you're at in the country and what hurricanes are happening or whatever else that's kind of (laughs) the main the main uh thing that can adjust your climate and make a for a better hunt so um chad i appreciate your friendship I appreciate you doing this with us this week, and uh, hopefully we'll get you back on when the the rut is kicking or something like that again. Absolutely, boys. I appreciate it as always. Now, a lot of you guys are familiar with the old hunting tradition of eating, you know, some organ, the heart or a chunk of liver off the first animal you kill. I had that when I was a little kid, and it was a big deal. Organ meats were always prized by frontier people who knew the importance of getting a lot of different minerals and nutrients. And as often is the case, those guys were on to something because organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. And you can get the same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil made exclusively from regeneratively raised, grass-fed, and finished cattle. Heart and Soil's unique freeze-drying process means all those important nutrients are trapped in ensuring you experience every one of the benefits of nature's superfood in a clean, convenient, taste-free capsule. Find out more at heartandsoil.co and make sure to use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. That's heartandsoil.co. Use the code MEATEATER. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash MeatEater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash MeatEater. You ever get that feeling you're stuck inside staring at screens and a primal urge kicks in? You crave wide open spaces, fresh air, the chance to connect with the land? Well, maybe it's time to find your own piece of the wild, but searching for property can be a maze. That's where land.com comes in. They got millions of listings across the country from mountain ranches to hidden fishing holes. Their search tools are like a seasoned guide helping you narrow down what you want. Land.com isn't just about buying and selling. It's about finding a place to hunt, fish, explore, or simply sit by a campfire and listen to the crickets. So head over to land.com today to turn one day into today because trust me there's nothing quite like the feeling of standing on your own piece of earth
All right, now on the phone, I've got Reed Strobel. He's been out in Kentucky doing a little hunting, public land, got some private land stuff going to, I guess, in the area. Man, what has been going on? How's it going, y'all? It's uh, it's hot. It's hot, and uh, <laughs> we're waiting on we're waiting on the cold fronts. That warm weather from down south has made it up, but we're yeah, we've been sitting we've been, around waiting. We've been sending it y'all's way all summer. I don't know why it hasn't left, but you know, maybe it's just like you know, it's like a fire, man. You know, once the hotter it gets, the more you can feel it from distance. You know, so that's what y'all are getting right now. <laughs> Absolutely, but yeah, we're uh, repercussions from y'all. <laughs> yeah. So you've uh, you did some hunting this weekend in Kentucky, man. What was it like? Yeah, yes, sir. So the uh, opener partnered up with a buddy, and we decided for some reason to go a mile in on public into a semi-new area. We knew it from turkey hunting, but uh, didn't have much luck. It's 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 been warm. So opener was on Saturday, Thursday. We had a south wind roll in, bringing warm weather. The wind switched to an east Friday, which would have been awesome to hunt. But Saturday, it was hot, south wind, just not much going on, real humid, you know, high of in the mid-80s that day, low in the, you know, mid-60s in the morning, which was nice, but it, it warmed up quick. So sure. had no luck there and had deer. We blew one out early, you know, this time of year is so tough on that morning hunt. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, it's kind of what we ran into on the public. Yeah. So what are you actually targeting? Are you trying to go in and find some food sources or are you going to bedding areas? Like, why'd you go that far into the woods? Yeah, so the goal was actually on that area to get close to private. There's a couple ridge tops up there and we had water just mm-hmm basically on the other side of the ridge from us so we're trying to get them going from the private feeding in some ag hit that water source go to bed and i think we kind of bumped some out getting in there early because mm-hmm. that warm front came came in but they're on the acorn started dropping they're not raining yet i haven't found any you know real hot oaks one of those warren womack you know feed trees but we are looking for them because that's they're, they're going to be on those acorns here for sure so um you know you as far as like what's your the patterns you're hunting right now and what you're going to be going in in hunting in the future is there going to be a change here like in the next week uh, as to what you're going to be hunting yeah. over or is it the same yeah so similar on, on the private things change a little bit we are allowed to, to have mineral sites and feed in kentucky so on my private, I've got some feed out, and uh, on my cameras, when we have those north wind days, I've got my cameras lighting up quite a bit. I actually went in, hunted the hunted the private the next day on a hard south wind, and it it was tough. It ended up kind of being a slack wind. There was not mm. much going on at all. Thermals were all over. It was just swirly. It was no good. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw, saw a young uh, bachelor group on the way out. You know, they're still hanging around, but I've got some deer in hardhorn already on camera, have some in velvet. It seems the more mature bucks are starting to split out of their bachelor groups. But my target going forward is still going to be based around ag and trying to find a hot feed tree because mm-hmm. that's, you know, I think where those mature bucks are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's, uh, sounds like an encouraging week coming up. So that's good. If you had to predict, uh, the buck movement 
on a scale of one to ten for the upcoming week, what would you give it? Yeah, so Wednesday I've got a nice thunderstorm afternoon coming. It's going to switch to a north wind. We're dropping down into the degrees. It's going to get down to the 70s. We've got some knots in the 50s coming up this weekend. Big north wind. So I think this upcoming weekend is going to be killer. Friday, Saturday, Sunday is going to be really good. Um, I would say movement-wise, it's going to be, you know, probably like a six or seven, just because mm-hmm. of that switch. We're going from the south wind, hot. It's going to change, I think, really it's going to be pretty good. I'm ho- I got high hope for this weekend. Yeah, for sure, high man. <laughs> September de- uh, cold fronts can be deadly, man. I think I've seen in the past where you know people have really done well on those things. So that's that's a, a hopeful and optimistic prediction there, man. And I'm very glad that you uh, you gave it to us. I appreciate your time today, Reed, and uh, I hope you have a killer week next week, man. Of course, appreciate y'all. Hopefully, we'll get one on the get one on the ground. I'm trying to kill my first deer with a traditional bow. All right. So we're uh, we're we're getting after any of them. They all better duck fast, you know. But uh, <laughs> we are we are excited. It, it should be good. So oh, I appreciate y'all. Good providence, young man. All right, on the phone now. I've got Alex Comstock from Whitetail DNA. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing pretty good it's a it's a fairly cool day here it might even be hotter where you're at than it is here in texas today we got some rain and a cold a little cool front so 93 here what are you looking at oh you might have us beat today we're at 88 right now but it's cooler today than it's been the last handful of days yeah (laughs) yeah well that's cool man so with uh with uh the last few days being hot and then now a colder day what's the what's the movement been like yeah, so far it's been pretty bad. I'd give it, I don't know, like a three out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a. We've had quite a few guys in camp, so you, we've been able to cover quite a few different areas, and we're spread out and from probably the furthest furthest people away from each other, probably an hour and a half away. Like we're we're covering ground, and uh, but we had one guy kill last night. Two people shot bucks, so I mean, starting to pick up a little bit, which is nice. That's cool, man. So if you're hunting early season type patterns, um, does the heat um, almost increase the efficiency on that, or would you like to see the cooler weather come in? I mean, there's probably no world in which I'd prefer 100-degree temps. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've taken the cooler temps every day of the week. I mean, you know, it's funny. Last year out here, opening week, we had a huge cold snap right at the beginning of season, and I think it – actually the movement kind of shut off and then this year we had a huge heat wave and i just wanted it to be consistent temperatures to keep these bucks on their on their patterns Mm -hmm. Um, but just can't seem to catch a break with the weather i guess yeah so uh do you have anything that you feel like is kind of patterned right now you know i've got one buck i mean there's a couple bucks that we've got um daylighting every so often and there's one buck um probably three or four year old 10 pointer that's daylighted three of the last four nights in the last hour and so um he's also been there a bunch in the middle of the night and so mm-hmm. i'm hoping with uh, the cold front that's upcoming uh, the next couple of days here that uh he shows up and i can can lace an arrow through him what kind of pattern is he on so he's coming out of a standing cornfield into the edge of a of a bean field with uh, some oaks around dropping acorns pretty much. Mm. Oh, that sounds picturesque. Yeah, that does, man. That's that standing corn is always tricky for me, man. I don't, I don't love being around it much. Cause 
you have deer that'll bed in it and you have deer that'll feed in it. And if there's a pivot there, they'll water in it. So it can get real tricky sometimes to figure out the movement patterns, you know? It's tough. I mean, I had a, one of my top shooters after the other day and it's right along the edge of a, um, standing cornfield. And I had one deer I could just hear slowly moving through the corn. And I just had that gut feeling it was him, but never got to see what deer it was. Oh, never shot himself. That hurts. So, uh, when you're in North Dakota, uh, the days are pretty long still this time of year. What time do you have to leave your stand to go play a complete 18? And then what time do you have to be back in your stand to for the <laughs> evening hunt? Well, we only did nine. Oh, okay. um, gotcha. But... <laughs> hey, there so, is I mean, a little bit of seriousness to that question. It is kind of funny that you're getting some golf in. I, I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, in, in all seriousness, uh, like um, I, you don't want to go to the sand and just sweat your tail off all day. What time are you getting in there for an evening hunt? Yeah, we're not like we're gonna leave today, uh, maybe four four thirty. By the time we're in and set and ready to rock, it's about five thirty, and sunsets at like eight fifteen. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, we're getting. I mean, most of these deer, if they're hitting on camera in daylight, it's typically in the last. I mean, shoot, fifteen to twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We really don't have. I, I mean, but in contrary, you know, which kind of contradicts what I'm saying. Both guys that shot bucks last night killed um, or shot bucks at like seven and seven fifteen, So a full hour before sunset. Mm-hmm. So going forward with the weather change that just happened or any other factors you may have, are, are you going to focus on the same, same patterns that have been, you've been seeing on cameras or when you're scouting, or are you going to change things up? We're going to stick with it and just essentially hope that uh, this, you know, we're going from, it was a hundred and like two yesterday, whereas tomorrow the high is I think 64. So we're just mm. going to hope that that gets those deer up moving a little bit earlier and uh, kind of hunt the same patterns, essentially. Yeah. Mm. Well, that, with that being said, if you're going to rate the buck movement going forward this week from a scale of 1 to 10, what would it be? I'm going to give her uh, I'm going to give her um, a 6. I'm going to I'm trying to get I'm trying to get over a 5. Um and uh, if it's a six, I'm going to be a happy camper, let's put it that way. Nice, dude. Well, mm. hey, I know that you have a lot of history up there in North Dakota, and you kind of got it figured out, so I'm rooting for you. I hope you have a really good hunt this evening, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, I'm hoping the same thing. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Rut Fresh Radio Report. You can hear more up-to-date information from Casey and myself on our podcast. It's called The Element Podcast, if you're not familiar with it. We also do a weekly update on what's going on in our life, plus, you know, anything else that we want to visit. So, uh, Casey, what else we got? This also marks Big Nebraska Buck Week on uh, one week in November. Day two of one week comes out this week, so go check that out. We put a link in the description for that. And thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate the support. And until next week. Y'all keep it fresh. This is Rut Fresh. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam 
can help your engine run better and last longer. You simply pour a can into your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more.